Welcome back for another week of the HS Extra Pep Talk Podcast. I'm your host, Spencer Turkin, alongside my partner, Joe Serrera. It's week two of the NCHSAA football playoffs. Joe, all of our teams are now in action. The buys have passed. And we'll start with number one Grimsley, who will host Indian Trail Porter Ridge, a triple option ground attack. Yeah, they uh, Porter Ridge is a little more balanced this year. They're still ground-oriented, but they're not quite as ground-oriented as they were last year. They were a team that Page saw in the playoffs last year. Uh, I think uh, Grimsley would, I mean, in some ways, almost might prefer a ground-oriented team because they have pretty much shut down the ground game for almost everybody they played this season after about, other than maybe the first quarter, quarter and a half against East Forsyth. Grimsley's been very stout against the run. Uh, I see no reason to, to doubt that that will be the case again. Uh, they may be a little more susceptible through the air, but uh, I'm sure with a bye week to prepare, to get everybody healthy, uh, that this Grimsley team is going to be ready for uh, its first playoff game last year. Uh, this year. They won in the second round after a bye last year, and uh, they are not uh, the number one uh, seed in 4A West for no reason. This is a very good Worldies football team. That is for sure, and, and I agree that this is a Grimsley team that uh, would welcome the fact that it's, they're going up against a ground attack. I, I think that the secondary so far this season has been the weakest portion, the weak link of this Grimsley team. So this uh, a blessing for the Grimsley Whirlies here in the first round, uh, in the second round, excuse me, their first game. Right. Uh, number two, East Forsyth will host Davie County. Uh, these two teams very familiar with each other. Yeah, both from the Central Piedmont 4A Conference. Uh, uh, when we were doing the high school huddle together, and I still jump in on that every week, we kind of dubbed that the Conference of Death for a few years. So many good teams. Uh, the only team in that conference not in the playoffs this year is R.J. Reynolds, and they, they weren't good compared to the other teams in that league, but they weren't bad either. Uh, these are teams that are familiar with each other. East Forsyth has been a little bit uh, up and down this year. They do have that 21-20 win at Grimsley, which is probably their marquee win this season. They've been in this situation before, first round by last year, all the way to a 4A state championship. If Amani Marshall, who banged up a shoulder, that's been kind of the big injury for them, is back and healthy, and a few other guys who've been dinged already after that bye week, uh, I think they will handle Davie County. This is not a bad Davie County team. That 7-5 and five record for the uh, uh, for that team is a little bit misleading. They have some quality wins. They can put up points. Uh, they will they will not go quietly, but I think East handles them. Uh, looking elsewhere, there in 4A at teams of ours that uh, received buys, Ragsdale will host Mooresville. This is a very interesting matchup. Ragsdale with a losing record on the season, and Mooresville played some very tough competition all the way through. Yeah, Mooresville is a good football team. Uh, they, they play in a conference with Mallard Creek, Huff, uh, some teams down that way that in the Charlotte Mech area that are very, very tough and, and deep and have huge numbers. Uh, Mooresville, uh, Page gave them all they could handle uh, last week in the first round of the playoffs. Uh, what killed Page in that game was they 
They give up a rushing touchdown with 2.8 seconds to go in the first half. Uh, Mooresville onside kicks, recovers. There's still time on the clock. They line up for a 51-yard field goal, fake it, and throw a touchdown pass. And that, that was just a backbreaker. Page came back, didn't, didn't quit on it. But uh, Mooresville is, is a team that likes to run a lot of jet sweeps, comes at you in some different ways. Ragsdale, with a week to prepare, I'm sure that uh, Coach Johnny Boykin and uh, some of his staff members were down at that Mooresville Page game last week. Maybe got a little info uh, from Page also on that game. But uh, Ragsdale was playing good football when the regular season ended. Alston Hooker, quarterback who started out at Dudley, transferred to Ragsdale, really kind of came into his own as the season progressed. He's become a threat as a runner, as a passer. He's really been a key to that offense and the resurgence there. And they gave Grimsley a very tough game a few weeks ago, uh, losing 33-25 at Grimsley. That was a game that where Ragsdale really impressed me with how physical they were up front. Alston Hooker playing well. Uh, they're not a 5-6 a, a, a team in the sense that uh, they are a bad team. They are a pretty good football team. They're playing well late in the year. And I, I kind of like them to knock off Mooresville in this one. I wouldn't say knock off. Ragsdale's the higher seed. But when you look at the records, uh, Mooresville certainly with a better record than Ragsdale. But I think this Ragsdale team has really found itself, found its identity, and is playing good football. Joe, one other game uh, that we should mention in Class 4 West, number 5 Glenn will be at number 4 Harrisburg Hickory Ridge. Uh, moving to Class 3 AA West, uh, two more teams that uh, know each other very well. Mount Tabor uh, will visit Dudley. It, it seems like the Athletic Association uh, want to try at teams to take each other out in this tournament. Yeah, uh, this this is another one where we, we jokingly referred to Dudley's uh, postseason so far as the Piedmont Triad 3A Conference Tournament. Uh, they played another conference rival, Southwest Guilford, the first round. Struggled a little bit in that game after rolling against the Cowboys 49-6 during the regular season. It was a 29-21 game. Dudley looked like they were going to put that one away. We're going to kind of dominate the game. But they let Southwest Guilford back in the game. It was, it was a little closer than it needed to be, but Dudley prevailed and, and really shut down Southwest Guilford's running game. Mount Tabor is a team that was down 20-7 uh, to 7 in the, well into the fourth quarter in the regular season at home against Dudley. Came back, won that game 21-20. That's a game that uh, really... Uh, Took a little bit out of out of the Dudley Panthers and really motivated them as they head toward the playoffs. They uh, the Panthers are home because there was a three way tie for first place in that conference among Dudley, Tabor, and Parkland. The draw gave that one spot to Dudley. Gave the two to Mount Tabor, gave the three to Parkland. Uh, I think the fact that uh, Dudley dropped that regular season game, they're certainly not going to be overconfident going into this one, even though it's at home. They're going to have to do a little bit better job of avoiding the kind of mistakes they had against Southwest Guilford. Against Southwest, it was penalties. It was a couple of turnovers. It was a lot of missed assignments. Uh, Coach Stephen Davis, after the game, talked about the number of plays where guys just, just didn't carry out their assignments and block the people they were supposed to block. And you can't have that in the playoffs. They got away with it last week. Matt Tabor is a well-coached team. They will not be able to get away with it this week, but I think the Panthers will be ready and will clean up those mistakes. Sorry about that, Joe. Uh, a little technical difficulty here. But number 13, Northern Guilford uh, at 
Northwest Cabarrus, the Nighthawks, with an upset in the first round. Yeah, that, that was a big road win for them at uh, Concord Cox Mill. Two teams at, at Northern and Cox Mill that were very similar statistically, very similar in a lot of ways. Uh, Northern was down 11 twice in that in the second half of that game, came back and won it. Huge, huge win for the program. They hadn't had, had much success in the playoffs the last few years. Going on the road and winning that game was big for them. Their ground game was productive. That's something they need to have happen if they're going to win games. Will Leonard threw a couple touchdown passes to Michael Frog, the Wake Forest commit. They got the plays when they needed them. Uh, Slater Ward with a couple of big field goals and an interception. All of those things factored in for Northern. When you look at the records, Northern at 8-4, Northwest Cabarrus at 11-1, you think uh, mismatch. Maybe not. The one loss for Northwest Cabarrus, the Cox Mill team that Northern Guilford just beat in the first round of the playoffs. It's a lot to ask Northern to to go on the road and win on back-to-back Friday nights down in Concord. But, hey, back in the day when Johnny Roscoe was Northern's coach, they loved going on the road. Those Nighthawks teams called themselves the Road Warriors, and with good reason. They made some great playoff runs on the road. Let's see if this this Nighthawks team has that in them too. There, there's a really good senior class up at uh, up off Spencer Dixon Road, and this is the kind of game that would really be a statement for them. Uh, it certainly would, and... Uh, I think it would uh, be really program-changing for them. Uh, this is a, a team that um, Eric Westberg has continued to trend upward w- with that program, and I think that this would kind of give that Nighthawks team some solid ground uh, if they were able to pull off this upset in back-to-back weeks. Uh, you look at the 3AA East, Southeast Guilford was expecting to go on the road to Southern Guilford. Well, change of plans. Uh, Southeast is going to stay at home, and they'll see Grays Creek. Yeah, uh, Grace Creek with with an upset win at Southern Durham, which is a, a program that's had a lot of success over the years in the past. As a matter of fact, uh, Johnny Roscoe's last game as Northern Guilford's coach was on an icy, icy artificial turf field. Uh, at Southern Durham or, or the Durham City Stadium there. It was a tough loss. Uh, C.J. Freeman had had a first down and maybe more and slipped on that frozen turf and fell. That was the basically the end of the game for Northern. Uh, Southeast doesn't have to face them. They get a Hope Mills, Grace Creek uh, team from down in the Fayetteville area. The, a lot of the Fayetteville teams seem to really be strong this year. This will be a good challenge for Southeast, but uh, the thing that, that the Falcons have going for them besides a very strong defense uh, is the running game. They were already very good there with Jalen Fairley, the junior, at running back over 1,400 yards. Another junior, Darren McQuitty, who's filled in for uh, Jalen Fairley and made sure that his legs are fresh by giving him a breather here and there. He's he's in the 600 to 700 yard range. And then they discovered a freshman who they brought up from JV uh, for the playoffs. He had he had played a little bit varsity during the regular season. Cameron Williams. He's kind of in the same five foot six, five foot seven range as the other two backs, but just like them, runs hard, great speed. Uh, he he jumped into the picture with a couple of big plays, including a touchdown in the first-round playoff game for Southeast, and they were healthier up front. Jonathan King had had some concussion issues and some other things. Uh, he's an East, uh, a uh, Shrine Bowl to Carolina's lineman, goes both ways for the Falcons. Having him back healthy is huge. He's a huge leader for that team. Southeast Guilford may not, may not make a run all the way back to the state championship game this year in 3AA, but the Falcons look like they could very well be in the third round. Joe, and, and I don't think that you and I can overstate how important home field is in the playoffs. Uh, the, the travel can get 
crazy. I mean, you're talking two or three hour bus rides after a full day of school uh, or having to leave school early uh, this towards the, the end of the semester. Th- things get crazy when you have to go on the road. Yeah, and you know, you mentioned two or three hour bus rides. Uh, in Class 3A West, Northeast Guilford's probably going to have a longer one than that. They're going up to uh, Asheville to play AC Reynolds on Friday night. Uh, yeah, they certainly are. Uh, the Rams, though, and uh, and that program continue to find ways to win. It's ten and two on the year right now. Yeah, and and you know the the, the two losses were, were were tough ones for them. Uh, one of them to Eastern Elements kept them from winning the uh, the conference outright and probably being home for this round of the playoffs. And in that game, was just some turnovers that did them in. But Northeast Guilford, another team with with a very very good young running back, Trayvon Hester, sophomore, well over a thousand yards already. He's he's the he's the bell cow for that backfield. But Coach Kobe Perez, a senior, had a big game last week in the first round of the playoffs. He's another good back. So, again, you've got a guy to keep your your, your stud running back fresh, a guy who can also hurt a defense. They, they do have a really tough challenge this week. A.C. Reynolds is a good football program, a good team this year. Going up in the mountains to play them will be a little bit of a challenge. But uh, Northeast is built for the playoffs. They're a team that plays defense, that runs the ball well, that tries to avoid turnovers and, and is usually successful at that. And that's a recipe for success in the postseason. And Earl Bates uh, has pulled off some massive upsets in the playoffs. The one that comes to mind, uh, Moorhead over Havelock. Yeah, and, and, and they almost followed that up with it. They led into the fourth quarter with a tough loss in the next round to a Rocky Mountain team that ended up winning the state championship. Uh, the one season that uh, Coach Bates was at Southern Guilford, they make a run to the third round of the playoffs. I mean, he, he knows how to get it done in the playoffs. Uh, he's a good football coach. He learned a lot from, from uh, Jimmy Teague at Reedsville. And he certainly, Coach T, knows about success in the playoffs. But uh, this Northeast team, uh, if Ash, Asheville AC Reynolds thinks they're, they're they're getting some second or third place team from another conference, it's not going to give them a game. They're going to be very unpleasantly surprised. Uh, and speaking of Jimmy T, his Rams uh, will be taking on Newton Conover. Yeah, we from a sentimental standpoint, I was kind of hoping. I know we were hoping that uh, Thomasville would prevail over Newton Conover in that first round matchup, uh, but. And, and the reason we were interested in that was Doug Robertson, former Eastern Guilford coach, former Reedsville coach, former Reedsville player. Uh, he's the coach at Thomasville, and it would have been great to have him going back to Reedsville with a Thomasville team to take on the Rams. Not going to happen, but uh, Reedsville was utterly dominant in the first round of the playoffs, 57-0 over uh, East Bend Forbush. They've pretty much been dominant other than one wild game, a shootout that they lost with a very good 1A East Surrey team that was a 55 49 game. I don't see uh, Newton Conover uh, dropping 55 points on Reedsville at Community Stadium. Uh, I think we can sort of pencil the Rams in for at least the third round of the playoffs and maybe deeper. Uh, the number one seed, I believe, on their side of the bracket in uh, 2A West this year is Burnsville Mountain Heritage, a team that they've seen seems like every year in the playoffs. Uh, that's probably what we're looking at down the line. And uh, this year, if those teams meet, it's going to be up in Burnsville. Well, Joe, uh, it should be an exciting week for round two of the playoffs. I know that uh, everybody's looking forward to it. Everybody can go ahead and follow along with our coverage on hsextra.com and greensboro.com. And make sure you uh, check us out on Twitter for all the content that will drop this week. That'll do it for this week's edition of the HS Extra Pep Talk podcast. We'll be back next week to talk high school football right here on hsextra.com.